It's your guy Uncensored, giving you the best footballing lesson outside of a Ronaldo step over. Before we start, be sure to subscribe, follow us on Instagram and Twitter so you don't miss out on all our content. Join the conversation, use the hashtag Momentum. Okay, North Bank, we're going to have to go straight into this. It's a tough one, but um, as I said, it's glad that you're on the line and I'm glad that I'm speaking to you, but we have to talk something real sensitive and um, kind of in the news, we can't really get away with it. This... Um, Let's return to the, the bad old days, or the old days, I should say, of um, the seventies of eighties. You know, I'm talking about bananas being thrown on a pitch. Yep. Racism being shouted by fans. We've had two incidents in the last two weeks of it being recorded. I'm not saying it hasn't been going on before, but it's it's been brought into the news, and you know, it's now the focal point it's now being talked about on a regular basis uh, i just want to know what, what's your take on it what, what do you think is happening right about now i think well, I, I guess it's good that well no it's not good i guess the fact that people are talking about it means that it has been highlighted and i'm hoping that as people we want to do something about it um i felt even when you know, the initial thing happened the other week with the North London derby and a banana skin got thrown. And mm. even then, like, part of me, I wanted to not believe what it was in front of me. And I kind of wanted to give a man the benefit of the doubt, almost. Do you know what I mean? I thought, there's no way that we're still doing this in 2018. Yeah. And I thought to myself, and then when I, when I came, when he came up with his excuse and he was like, oh, no. He picked up the banana skin off the floor and he threw it. And I was like, okay, no, nah, it doesn't really add up. Like, it's not adding up. And yeah, actually, you got sometimes you've got to call a spade a spade. And a wrong is wrong. Definitely. And I think last week, even with the whole Raheem Sterling thing, and I've, I'll be honest with you, I've been to games and I've heard similar type things or people moving towards that they want to say stuff like that if that makes sense because I'll be I've... honest with you if they're in the crowd and they say it next to me I'm, I'm pulling them up regardless of who it is I'm going to pull you up but I have seen them and I've seen it becomes a default and it becomes now it's black but before it might have been you Spanish this and I've been there when they've called Fabregas you Spanish that or you might say a next man he's a Belgian or a Russian or do you know I mean you, you always kind of go that yeah. way <laughs> And it just becomes very derogatory. And, yeah, it's, there is no real place for it in football. But I think, listening to... I don't know if you've heard the Johnny Barnes interview that he had on um, the BBC. Yeah. And I felt that he articulated himself and his argument really, really well. It's an issue in football, but it's also an issue in society. Yeah. And I, it was interesting to kind of see different people's takes and... I mean, we heard Raheem Sterling talk about it and he kind of came out with his figure. What I, Raheem, like, when he did talk about it, he just talked about two of his friends or two of his colleagues that both play for Man City, both bought houses, and just how media has interpreted those different things. Mm. And it's the kind of, it's how they say things. Yeah. And come on, the fans, to be honest, they're like sheep. So most of the time, if someone says something, they listen and they, before you know it, they believe it to be gospel. Mm. See, see my, my my point of view is that I'm all for everyone standing up now and talking about it. And we've had a lot of players say stuff. And a lot of, I mean, a lot of players, managers, the kind of, I don't want to call them players of the game, but the kind of 
if you look at it as a chessboard, all all the pawns have come out and stood firm with next to yeah next to Sterling and and and, and should be they play with him. They understand they're just playing football. They're just men playing football. They don't. I would I like to believe that none of them really see race or or creed or color in that sense. But my problem with the whole thing is no owners have come up and said nothing. No, no, you haven't seen um, the Glazers come out and say something against this. You haven't seen um, Daniel Levy or um, um, Stan Kroenke or, or Roman Abramovich come out and saying anything. But if this was, for example, a a Jewish thing where somebody was slating Jewish people, some of these guys will stand up and say this is unacceptable. The FA would be more vocal or they'd be seen to be more vocal. I'm see, I'm seeing a lot of them just use um, the football players and managers do their dirt work for them. Oh, we, we don't need to say nothing because Pep's saying something. I don't need to say nothing because um, Pochettino said something. Klopp has said something. So we can stay quiet. We don't need to get involved in that part of it. And that's what I don't like because I'm looking at everything that you're... It's almost it's almost like you, you don't mind it happening and you're kind of... You, but you let them get on with it. And you're just like, I'm just trying to stick with what I know best, and which is running a football club. 100%. And, and it's similar to what I guess, you know, like Little England is like a microscopy of the United States. And this is exactly what happened over there. So you had Colin Kaepernick and you had all those kind of things and you have all of these things happening. And like you said, the guys at the top don't say anything. Because it's not, they believe it's not in their best interest, whether financially or whatever, for them to say something. And right. I think if it was, like, similar to what you said, if it was something about Jewish or if it was something about sexuality or any of those type of things, because of the way the media is and because the way that our mind psyche is in the sense of what we believe to be at the forefront of whatever hashtag that we're running with at the moment, they yeah. would definitely be more of an issue. Whereas... Yeah. With the black and the racism thing, they're like, oh, look, it's better than it used to be. Look yeah. at the progress. And they would never, ever take responsibility for it because as far as they're concerned, yeah, but it's now an isolated incident where before and there was lots of monkey charts. There's only one or two now. So as far as they're concerned, progress has been made. Mm. Mm. I agree with you. I agree with you. Well, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be one that's gonna run on for a while. I, I can tell you that. I mean, it's not going away, and hopefully, it's kind of weird. You kind of hopefully it doesn't go away, but then you you want it to go away because you don't want it to be a thing. But then you don't want it to go underground. But I'm sure in the next few weeks it will it'll, st- it'll still it'll stay bubbling over, and we're gonna hear a lot more of opinions and what should be done, and then it will do its its yearly run of just disappearing for a bit until another incident pops up, which yeah. I'm sure. But I, I hope what it does do now, though, is it makes people think that second more than they would have. So it allows their mouth to engage with their brain. True. Uh, one, just one thing I don't like, and, and, and this is, um, I'm not too sure about this, but I've just seen today that um, uh, Raheem Sterling's been given the um, um, player of the month. He scored three goals. I don't know how that makes him player of the month. I don't know who he was up against. I just hope they're not trying to give these kind of token gifts to, oh, be quiet, look, 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 here's an award for you. Don't a talk. tokenistic accolade, yeah. Yeah, I, I, that alarm bells rang in my head when I saw that. I was like, play the month? What did he do? 
I'm like, um, nah. Is it just because he, he he laughed at a, at a stupid man in the stand? I'm not too sure that's a reason to give him somebody to play the month. But as I said, it's one to watch and we'll soon find out what, what, what happens next, I guess. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to another one. Um, well, it's kind of kind of what works hand in hand with this, actually. VAR. Now, as you know, we're going to have VAR next year. And uh, I saw an incident this weekend that just made me laugh where Rafa Benitez, he didn't like a decision. He got his fingers out, started doing a tele- te- television sign yeah. saying VAR. No, what he calls it, VAR, VAR. VAR, VAR. <laughs> and it made me laugh because I thought, I don't think we're ready for VAR. And the reason why is because if you look at how, it's not, well, we don't know how it's going to be implemented yet, but if he's thinking that, that a challenge will be able to be reviewed on the VAR or VAR, and it's not, it, from what I understand, the rules will be only goals, offsides, and I think it could be borderline decisions that were blatantly wrong, like misidentity or something like that. Yeah. So his th- so the the start of next season, you know how the start of the season is always some kind of the rules change and there's chaos because everything no one understands anything and it settles down. That could happen with VAR where everyone starts pointing to VAR and say, Go to VAR, go to VAR, go to VAR, go to VAR, we want VAR. And it's like, no, it's not gonna change those decisions. It's only if the goal goes in, will it change? Or not if, if somebody's because I think what happened in the game against Wolves, the guy elbowed um, the strike in the head broke it like blood gushing everywhere. Yeah, parrot all over the place, and he wanted VAR for that. And I'm like, you're never gonna get VAR for that. That's not what it's brought in for. It's brought in for goals. Was a goal offside? Um, was there foul in the goal? Is this legal? Th- that kind of decisions, not kind of like debatable decisions. Where is this a foul? Is this not a foul? It's it's they're trying to make it more black and white, but yeah, I think. It's, it's- it's not going to be, yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's not going to be for any of those major controversial decisions. Yeah. Mm. And I, originally, I was skeptical of the whole VAR stuff. Like, I'm old school, no, it's going to slow the game down, blah, 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 blah. Mm. But I saw it in effect in the World Cup. And I thought, okay, it's, it seems to kind of work. It doesn't detract from the game so much. But again, I'll be honest with you. I'm watching the game on TV. Mm. Yeah. Because obviously it's Russia, we're watching the game on TV. So when the man does VAR, to be honest, we've already seen the replay a couple of times anyway. Yeah, yeah. But See that? Go on. being in the ground, I don't know how I would feel if every I mean every so often there's like a big decision, the ref's talking, you're sitting there in the crowd not knowing what's going on. Then this is where I say that we, I don't. I don't think we would like uh, VAR because the English game is built on speed, and and it's not it's not high technical quality. It's high intense speed and power, and if you take that away, the 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 English Premier League as a brand is a different beast. It's a different thing that you're trying to sell to people. So as you said, when you're in this ground and every imagine every goal being reviewed. Yeah. Apart, basically, apart from a long shot from distance. Even then, they might review it because somebody could be selling an offside position that is affecting the goalkeeper's um, eyesight. Or even a penalty. When a penalty goes in, the goalkeeper, there's people inside the um, the box as he's shooting. It could, yeah, every goal I... could be reviewed. And then, so you can sit there for ages and go, well, is it, is it a goal? Is it not a goal? Is it? And, and that's what I think. 
it will slow down the game, and I don't know to how much that would affect the English game. I would hope that it isn't on that level. I would hope it's not on the microscopic level. I would literally hope that it's only ever really used where something, you know, like where someone potentially, there could be a potential issue. So, for mm. example, a guy's, the ball's, the ball's cannoned off the defender, the strike, they put the Lido's put the strikers offside, the strikers tuck the ball away, and you're saying, was he offside or not? And it's usually, I'm hoping, it's usually a decision that, you know, when the whole crowd's like, nah, that, you can see, you know, those kind of yeah. controversial yeah. decisions, those ones, I'm all for it. Yeah. But I, if, it, if it's for every Tom, Dick and Harry chance, then it's ridiculous. It's never going to work. What I did, I just hope they put in the right kind of, they tell every club exactly how it's going to work. Otherwise, it's going to be a free-for-all at the start where every single thing, somebody's going to be rolling on across the floor, they're going to be getting their hands out, doing the, the, the TV sign and be like VAR, VAR, VAR for everything. Just just to annoy the other person yeah. and the team. It's, it's become, it'll become comical rather than actually helping the game out. And that's what I'm just concerned with. Just make sure that this thing doesn't detract from the game. Because at the end of the day, referees, the best refereeing games are ones where you don't really realise that they're there. Yeah, and, he's, the and that's what I'm saying. He's got to, he's got to still take control of the game. The ref has got to take control of the game. Like, he, he's got to choose when VAR or the Lido said to him, I think you should you should look at this or vice versa. It's be one of those things. But yeah. it's similar, to, I'll be honest with you, I mean, I look even in Europe. Europe have got, like, when we were playing that Champions League, Europe, what have you, yeah. there's ref, there's the two Lidos that are doing the, the line, and you've got the two goal line ones. Yeah. And things still go wrong. And you're yeah. thinking, well, what's going on here? The amount of men that are watching the game, that's all your <laughs> job is to do. And still you don't get to see the offside chart. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, it, it's here, it's coming. So, we just got to brace ourselves for that. But I can, I can just see next season being a start of... I don't think managers... As much as they complain about it and say they want it now, I don't think they know what they want. They, it's like they, I don't think they know the devil that that's on their side, kind of thing. They don't know what is actually coming. They just want it because they they think it's. Because I think there was something the other week where Mark Hughes said something about how oh, uh, he he was critical of VAR and how he goes, we don't, I don't want it. Then the next week they hear that um, that Austin, um, what's the striker's name, um, Charlie Austin's thing where he. The goal disallowed, and then he was like, "See, we need VAR." And I'm like, "One minute you're saying you don't need it, now you're saying you do need it because it, it it helps you, it helps your position. Obviously, it would have helped him stay yeah. in the job probably, but it's I just don't think they know what they're signing up for, and they just you know it's it's like Brexit. It's like they don't know what they're signing up for. That people are just voting leave out, and they just they don't really know why. They're just saying, ah, "I just want out." I just want, it's, it's something different in it, and he's like, "Yeah." Be prepared for the bad side that comes with it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, definitely. But I think, well, no, I would hope. I would hope it would have the same impact as the goal line technology has had. Because if you even remember that a few years ago, we were thinking, seriously, is this the biggest thing that we've got to worry about? Goal line technology because a goal front Lampard scored one day, didn't go in. Yeah. yeah. And then now, it's just a little beep on the man, the, the, ref's, the ref's wrist. He says, yes, goal. Oh. the game on. I'm hoping that it's something seamless like that. Yeah, that, I just hope they've done all their practicing in that fancy yeah. St. George's Park, or whatever, that they've got the, all the referees are up to speed and there's not, because I think they've, when they've done it in, in a couple of cup games this year, and this what was it, last season now, 
it was it. I think there was a there's a um, Liverpool versus West Brom game. There was about five decisions. Took forever. No one knew what was going on. Yeah, it, yeah. And it was people running back and forth, left and right, talking to people to stand, not knowing uh, that kind of thing. If they've got to make cut that down, they've got to make sure it's as you said seamless. Where it's like, no, sorry, we viewed it, no go. Seamless. Go. And this is where I think the fourth official he's also got to be reviewing stuff back. And he's yeah. got to be the one that tells the ref, ref, I feel you should look at this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, other than that, I don't know what he does, the fourth official, apart, apart from just... Apart from sitting there and saying that there's seven minutes. Yeah. If you're, uh, if you're playing against United or... So, I mean, that's it. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. Well, speaking about Man United, let's talk about another subject. Let's, let's raise his, his head recently. Pogba. The virus. The, the virus. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Pogba is an interesting character. I've had numerous discussions about Pogba and hes I think he's in a position now where it's fight or flight. Is he going to fight for his position or is he going to run? Where do you see this? What do you see with this guy? What do you see I, happening? For one, I think Pogba, it all depends mainly at the moment on how long the manager stays there. It's clear that the manager and him, they don't see eye to eye for whatever reason, members big personalities or what have you. But I mean, if you believe the stories that came out this week saying that Mourinho didn't even want to buy a Pogba, it was they bought it on commercial reasons only and all of this kind of talk. I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm, I think that's him deflecting now. He, I think he, 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 I think that's Mourinho wanting out. So he's using everything he can to get him out. To let him know that I don't want you, I've never wanted you. I can't, I can't see them spending ninety million on somebody that you don't want. Oh no, no, that's why I, I don't believe. That's what I'm saying for me, I don't believe it's happened. I don't believe that's real. That do you know what I mean, I think it is, and that's why for me at the moment, Mourinho is making. It's almost if Mourinho stays there, he's almost telling Pogba, "I've made up your mind for you." Yeah. Get out. Yeah. yeah. Because if you stay here, we're just going to be beefing again next season. Yeah. And this is where Pogba's kind of got to decide. And you've got to look at Pogba's a man that's one, I mean, as much as he can, he wants to win or whatever. Now, obviously, there are a few, probably a few titles and stuff that he hasn't won. Mm. But this is the same man that's won the World Cup. He's got money. He's got, I mean, so it's kind of for him, how much more does he want to get out of the game? Does mm. he see him coming back to Man United as him coming to deal with some unfinished business? Does he want to win the Premier League? All of those kind of things. It's all about his, his drive. Yeah, I think I think initially it probably was his drive to come back to the Premier League. It was Man United. I got unfinished business. They offered me a hell of a lot of money. I've been there before. It's a the league is a good is a good league for me to shine in now. I I can take it to bits, and it's slowly but surely it's just unravelled. And he's now in a position where he's at a club where he just he hates probably going to work every day. Everyone everyone's been there where you yeah. hate. Going work and you just can't stand your manager and you're like bloody I can't wait to get out of here and he he's just there he it's just unfortunate he's playing football and doing it and you don't normally see that where you just can't stand your manager and the whole world can see it you just don't get on and for me I think he's got he, he, I think he's got to leave if you're right if Mourinho stays and that's another big if no one really knows because at the moment I don't think even he. I, I think sometimes I think Mourinho's doing stuff just to piss people off so he can, he can be so uh, can get sacked. Yeah, that's what I do. Is I, part of me feels like that, but then I'm thinking, how much money does a man really need? You've been paid off by so many clubs, yeah. 
at some point, you must just look at your back balance and say, you know what? I'm cool, my brother. I'm just going to go. Let's just call it a day. I don't know. Let, let me get to that position. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, you would because think so. He's going to get, like, he will still get another job. There are still teams out there that would love to have Mourinho there. And he'll still get a top job. Mm. So for me, you don't actually, like, hanging on at Man United, unless you're trying to prove the critics wrong. Mm. I don't know, because at the moment, I mean, even today they lost. And I don't know what team they played or what have you. Do you know what I mean? I've got to sort of like, like yeah. part of me thinking, okay, you know what? There's a big derby on Sunday. You're playing Liverpool. I can't, I think Man United are going to do it. Then they do this today, and I'm like, no, I just can't see it. No, because they, 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 I say they put in a reserve team, but it's Mourinho's reserves, if that makes sense. So yeah. Pogba played, Fellaini played, um, some other donkey in midfield played. Oh, no, sorry, I just said donkey. My apologies, Fred. Fred played. People, <laughs> people he, do, he doesn't play anymore. Yeah. Um, per, um, that Brazilian midfielder, the holy midfielder, he played, and... Um, Lukaku played up front, but I think Lukaku played because he needs the games. He hasn't played much recently, yeah. but he basically rested his team for for Sunday because he knows. I mean, I, I was amazed at the hoo ha that the media gave at them for winning against Fulham at home. They they made them out to be the best team in the world and how great a performance it was. I'm looking at it thinking it's Fulham and you're at home. You haven't won the Premier League. They, they were almost about to do a lap of honor. Yeah, yeah. How big the result was for them. I was like. It's ridiculous. They've got Liverpool on Sunday, so he's rested the place. He's going there for a point. He knows he can't lose. He, if he loses, I, I keep saying there's no comeback for him, but this, this guy keeps coming back. But if he loses, we know yeah. that he's, he's done. At some point, he's going to be sacked. It's just, again, it's up to the Glazers. Are they there for what are they there for? I mean, that's the biggest thing again. The Glazers, the Glazers are there for the cash. They're there for the, the Champions League money. And if he, get, if he loses... It's less likely to him to qualify in the league for the Champions League. There's no way that team is winning winning the Champions League. I, I can categorically say it now. They, they're not winning the Champions League, full stop. So they can be in the next round all, all they like. They're going to get knocked out. So yeah. that gives them out of the main money cash cow they need. And if that's the case, they'll sack him. Just like they got rid of um, um, Van, Van Gaal because he, yeah. he, he went in it. Like, they can't not be in the Champions League. They can't. Everything is based around the Champions League money, and they can't survive without it. They'll go broke like like Milan, and it sounds stupid. Look at well, how Milan um, out of the Champions League. They they look they're like sixth or seventh in the in the Championship every year. Yeah, because they just don't have that money anymore. So yeah, I, I don't know. For me, I think Pogba should 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 go. I think, I, I think he's he's talented enough to 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 go to a team like a Barcelona or Real Madrid, and not just fit in, but but be an addition to that team, and be that make that team stronger. Him saying that Man United is it's making him look even like a worse player. Yeah, and I think that's that's I think that's what the major thing is. I think since Pogba's been back, there hasn't been any kind of there's been there's been flashes. Of brilliance, but mm. it hasn't been a consistent run of brilliance where you've got to say, you know what, this is this is why a man spent ninety million on you. Yeah, and then again, like I said, this is what I'm talking about the whole media thing, and maybe it is because Pogba's black. When you got Graham Sudis every week talking, yeah, but he just doesn't do enough. He doesn't do enough, and the mm. common football fan 
now takes that on board and says, well, actually, you know what? Pogba doesn't do enough. They don't know why they're saying it, but because there's a man that's been in football and that's what he says, that's what, as far as they're concerned, that's gospel again. Well, this is where we, where we get to, to, to talk and to put our voices out there because I believe our voices are uncensored. We don't have a loyalty to, to a certain agenda. And I think a lot of the mass media do. And they, and they have a lot of their agenda. Their, what, their comments come with a hidden agenda. And we and they're not always um, obviously visualized and and seen to say yeah I'm I'm saying this because I don't like Man United and I'm a Liverpool guy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's a, there's a lot of that going on, and you can kind of see the underlining stuff where you know what I need to help my man out today because he's got a tough game against Liverpool, so I'm gonna slate all the all the um, I don't know Tottenham players because just to make, get them down, thinking they're they're not good enough to play against my my Liverpool lads. Yeah, it goes, and you know it is what it is. But you know, moving on just slightly, but we've got one where we can review a player, and this comes with a a, um, a kind of a warning to him because there's been many of players like him. Um, on an earlier podcast, I, I I highlighted him as a um, as a possible wonder kid. And I, and I do like him as a player, but um, just not too sure. And I just want to put my uh, your feelings out on what you think about him. James Madison at, at Leicester. Now, he's got into the papers the last couple of weeks. One was for diving. Then he scored what they classed as a worldie, but it wasn't a worldie. It was a, it was a good goal. It was, it was, you know, it wasn't... People got over the top. And I don't know if it's race, but it, they, they went over the top. But... It, <laughs> What I'm saying, James Madison, what I want to do is kind of compare him to where he, where he could end up. Mm. And, and for me, the type of player he is, he's either going to end up a David Beckham or a David Bentley. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Nah, because I say that because he, he's, he's not very quick, but he's very technical. Yeah. Um, and he, he's got a great free kick on him. And that's the same thing that all those two men had. Difference is Beckham took his technical ability to a, to a he skyrocketed. He went he went out of this world with his with what he had because yeah. he shouldn't have gone that far, but he did. And David Beckham he fell off with what he had, and he he was projected to go as far, but just just dropped straight off. So, what do you reckon? Where, where do you see Madison going? What do you like? To be honest, him? I quite like Madison. I think. As a decent player, he's playing all right for Leicester, and I think it's he's in a club right now that the expectation isn't too high. Mm. Yes, Leicester won the league a few years ago, but I mean the expectation isn't too high. So it's all about whether he can actually stay there and develop his craft, and it's about who who are the kind of influences that he has around him. Yeah, into that kind of predicts how far he can go. I don't think he's ever going to be on Beckham's level. I'll be honest with you. But I would hope he's better than Bentley, if that makes sense. <laughs> like I said, Bentley had a decent career, which I mean, he played yeah. Arsenal and he played with Tottenham. So it's not like he had an sh- absolute mayor of a career. But I think, again, for him, there was lots of distractions outside of football. And it's, it's, that's what I mean when I say, especially for those young footballers coming up, you've got these young footballers coming up with a lot of money in their pocket and all the rest of it. It's a whole different ball game. So there's a lot and, of distractions. And, and they've got Instagram it, now too. <laughs> well, this is it. Instagram, Twitter feeds, yeah. Facebook Live, they've got the work. So it's really about how much he wants it. If that's yeah. what I, and that's my thing. Is, like, I think currently he's playing very well in Leicester. I think 
He's previously played well at Norwich and at Coventry. And I think it's now it's about kind of how far he wants to go with it. Yeah. Because the problem is, is that come the end of this season, you'll have some of the bigger clubs in the Premier League. They might be saying, ah, oh, to be fair, he's a bit of a useful addition. And he's got to say to himself, okay, well, hold on. Do I craft my another year or two here at Leicester or do I chase the Bucks? So I, I, I definitely think he needs to stay at Leicester for a bit because I think at the moment he can easily get lost at a bigger club and then even when his next club he has to think real hard where he goes to and he has to think about what manager he goes to next is he going to really play me is he going to have will he bomb me out as soon as I don't do anything that you know he likes or he needs so he's got like I can see the next move for him will be to a next tier club will be somebody like a Maybe an Everton. Everton. Yeah. Yeah. And Everton. I, I don't see him going to like a Arsenal or Tottenham or Man United, Liverpool, anyone like that. That's just too much of a jump. He'll, he'll just end up in the reserves. And yeah. And he'll, he'll get be, lost. He'll get yeah, lost. He'll just, he'll just be there because he's an English player and he qualifies for the for the English um, yeah, homegrown. Uh, homegrown ruling. And that'll be it. And then he'll just come on as a sub every now and again. I mean, because he's, he's in and around the England squad actually at the moment. So you, you kind of. He's got at least a couple, at least, he has another season at Leicester where he should have a good, if he had a good, solid season, he hit, say, 10 goals, 10 assists. Yeah. Then he can look to go, you know what, now I need another jump up and now I need to move to another echelon of club who's going to take me to another level because Leicester can only get you so far and but he needs to show that he can excel at Leicester before he can move on. As, as as you said, he, he's doing all right, he, but it's it's tough for him at the moment because Jamie Vardy's not really around, so he, he can't do that. It's like a one-two punch. He hasn't really got that one-two punch with Iacho. So yeah, yeah, when Vardy's there, he's, he can just play him in. He'll score the goal. It'll be another assist, and he can just rack up assists like that. But uh, yeah, at twenty-two, it's... I think like I said, at twenty-two, I think he definitely has the potential to get better. And I I see an upward trajectory with his career. It's just about how grounded he stays. Okay. So, but and, yeah. and he's got us not believe the hype. Okay. Okay. But you know you have to call it. Which, which is it, Beckham or Bentley? I'm going. Let's... I'm going Bentley. I'm, I'm, it's harsh, but he, <laughs> he, he ain't gonna be a Beckham. <laughs> that's that's the problem. It's like he's not Beckham. Be he's not. He's not. He's not, he's not gonna be Beckham. Beckham was probably. That he there's no one that's living a better ball than him for a very long time, to be honest with you. So yeah, on that basis, you would go with Bentley, but you'd hope he'd be better than Bentley. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a Bentley plus, a Bentley star, <laughs> a Bentley continental. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Dave. Well, you come to another end of the episode, son. Um, thanks for the call up and. Um, We'll obviously talk at the end of the... Uh, well, start next week and we will review the weekend's games. No worries, bro. No worries, bro. Nice.